This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ हफ्ता इट हैज बीन एन एक्सट्रीमली बिजी न्यूज वीक इन फैक्ट मेनी आर रिपोर्टर्स आर आउट ट्रैवलिंग एज आर आर एडिटर्स हाउ मेनी ऑफ आर क्रू मेंबर्स एंड टीम मेंबर्स आर आउट सर राइट नाउ मोर देन टेन मोर देन टेन आर ट्रेवलिंग राइट नाउ एंड ब्रिंगिंग यू रिपोर्ट इन फैक्ट फर्स्ट रिपोर्ट ऑलरेडी कम इन एंड two three videos and three text she is back basant is still in you know uh, uh, basant and sudipto and atul and the production team they are in raipur so and uh, apna pratik is in madhya pradesh pratik right pratik is in madhya pradesh there is someone from NT, uh, tnm also in madhya pradesh there's a team in telangana also so the news laundry tnm election fund uh, to get you ground reports was set up for 44 lakh 17000 that is how much is going to cost us to do all this so far uh, we have collected 14 lakh 81000 as you know our reportage is not paid for by any ads or governments or adani ads or any patanjali ads or yogi ads or kejriwal ads or brs ads which also went on ad alert it is funded entirely by subscribers so in the past in fact the karnataka election coverage uh, uh, budget was topped up a lot quicker uh, i'm wondering why five states uh, the fund hasn't got topped up so far because uh, clearly the karnataka uh, news laundry readers and watchers are a lot more committed to funding journalism than the other five states combined however i'm hoping it is just the diwali fatigue uh and because everyone's in a celebratory mood but do click on the link in the show notes below or go to our website or go to the news minute website and click on the link because we depend entirely on you we do not depend on any ads so if you don't fund journalism the inevitability is that journalism will have to be funded by large corporations and governments in which case it is very difficult to actually be independent of power and now let me introduce our panel to you first let me introduce our guest uh Anumita Roy Chaudhary. Hi Anumita. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you are an executive director for research and advocacy at CSE that is the Center for Science and Environment. I think most of our listeners will know that. Uh you've been involved with the issue of clean air as a researcher and an advocate for the past two decades. You have uh, worked to build a campaign on right to clean air which has led to several changes in the Delhi's public transportation and your piece What Delhi's Grey Skies Are Hiding. Um is actually on november 7th that is day before yesterday's times of india the link link is in the show notes below you can click on the link and read anumita's piece thank you so much for joining us thank you in the studio is anand hi anand how are you hello hello fine are you still having your law exams or are they over no they are over have you topped <laughs> results are not out <laughs> i see. okay theek hai uh and ravan kirpal who is not hi. studying law but uh is busy because of all the election coverage anumita i'm not in delhi but are you yes i am and how 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 is it right now so it's all very dull and gray outside as you would expect with pollution levels so high and so high for so many consecutive days is i think one of the very long smog episodes that we are experiencing right now and after three relatively clean years right because the pandemic year was the cleanest i have experienced in delhi for a long time 
and then for some reason even 21 and 22 weren't so bad suddenly it's back to what it used to be why is that so uh it's partly to do with as we know this is that the spike that we see around this time of the year in winter one of course because the meteorology is changing around this time this is the time when the you have very cool and calm conditions there is no wind to uh, to blow away the pollution and therefore what happens essentially the air gets trapped and if the air is trapped whatever pollution is taking place in the city also gets trapped and you see this sudden spiral happening you know this thing that there's still air during this time it gets colder so there is that condensation all that we've hear this every year but tell me i have i'm now you know going to be 50 next year so i've been coming to delhi every year for the last ever since i was a kid i don't remember this in delhi is it that we were too used to inhaling diesel fumes of dtc buses so we didn't feel it what has changed in 30 years i mean have wind patterns changed have the number of industries become too much which means that industries and vehicles cause more pollution and not farm fires in which case odd even should work if actually vehicles are causing just an insignificant part of the pollution and farm fires are causing more you know then there should be no odd even you know, every year everyone pelos their own thing do we have any clarity or actually genuinely people don't know because there is no data on this what we really need to keep in mind that delhi's air pollution battle is actually quite old it's more than two decades old and when this start, had started to draw attention around the late 90s in fact it had started with the first decision to remove all the polluting industry out of the city the first generation action that we had seen and and the character of pollution that you are talking about that you know uh, what has changed now but if you try and remember at that point of time the problem of pollution was more about the black smoke the black smoke from chimneys and the black smoke from the tailpipes of vehicles we actually do not see the black smoke anymore exactly uh, yeah, sorry if i may come in this has got to do with the mc mehta when he went to court right the environmental lawyer mc mehta and a, a lot of people gave sheila dikshit credit but actually it was a supreme court order based on mc mehta which is when cng and unleaded fuel came in so right. so what has changed is so in the first generation action what you tried to do is to get rid of diesel so you moved all your diesel public transport and local commercial transport out of diesel to natural gas and that happened before you know about a decade ago and with that in fact if you look at the air quality trend between 2002 and 2008 it was kind of stabilizing coming down but again it begins to increase now what has happens after that is um does it have anything also to do with um punjab traditionally not really growing paddy right because punjabis are not rice eaters but for whatever considerations maybe anand will tell us about a lot of farmers in punjab and haryana which traditionally wouldn't grow rice have started growing rice and this basically is setting fire to paddy fields like right? they aren't setting fire to any other fields rice is a very water intensive crop and punjab is a rainfall rainfall deficient region so it's not very naturally suited for rice cultivation but because of the influx of migrant labor Uh, and other kinds of investment opportunities the kind of uh, uh, msp that uh, rice fetches 
there have been incentives. It has incentivized rice cultivation and uh, not only uh, the adverse environmental effects has been on the air, but also on the water table. Because of this restriction on groundwater extraction before June in Punjab, that delays the sowing period. And therefore, the farmers are left with very short window after the harvesting of uh, paddy uh, to, to be able to clear the field and then to change over to the next crop. And that what leads to this desperation to just put fire there. Now, obviously, the solutions are unknown and the policy support has already come for all of these solutions. So one, clearly the farmers have been asked that without that don't burn, but use these CRM machines, which will help them to mix the straw with the, um, with the you know, when they are doing the uh, sowing for the next harvest. So if you mix it with soils, it kind of leads to a mulching of the, uh, the straw instead of burning it and harming the soil health. Now, Delhi's roads add, I think, 3,000 vehicles a month, if I'm not wrong. I'll just check what it is. And if that's the kind of vehicles that are being added every month, I'm wondering if that is going to outdo any progress we make on any other front, Anumita? Absolutely. So that is the biggest worry. So when I said that, you know, Delhi still has to do a lot more. So one of the biggest policy gap or action gap is in the transportation sector. Now, today, what we are finding that even after doing all of that, they try to do with fuel substitution by improving the technology of the vehicle. Vehicles are today the largest contributor to the particulate concentration in the city. Apart from the uh, value of vehicles as physical mobility and uh, things that have incentivized uh, the growing middle class also contributes to it because vehicles ownership of vehicles are seen as the first sign of social mobility so if you you are not owning a vehicle you are somewhere down in the ladder of social hierarchy now coming to anand your chief minister made a statement which has pissed off a lot of people i also saw it here i think it's very crude language for an assembly and i mean if if we have people watching uh, proceedings in the assembly, I, I do think it's very crude. How big of an issue is this in Bihar? And and uh, Nitish apologized rather quickly. Does that mean he was looking that he'll have to pay an electoral price for this? He apologized because it does not go well with his image. He is considered to be a man of measured words, not a great orator, but uh, very uh, measured speaker. Uh, and uh, who chooses his words carefully. Uh, that's also because uh, there was a time, it may not suit his uh, um, political strength now, when he was projected as a prize ministerial figure. And even now he may be fancying in some sort of weird situation he could still be. So, uh, when you somehow juxtapose him against, say, Prime Minister Modi and to associate himself with a, uh, with crude language would not go well with that. So an apology is the least he could uh, offer. No, I think speaking, uh, the problem was with the language. Uh, the problem wasn't with the line of thinking that he had. Uh, I think the problem was with the language and especially if you're talking in assembly, it's, it's a public platform. And using this kind of vocabulary or uh, the words, I think that was the problem. 
otherwise he just suggested another way of family planning where with if the woman is uh, in a way Educated i uh, how, how i take it he is saying that the males have failed in controlling families the males have failed in family planning bas muft mein itna ich milega for the full uncut podcast subscribe to news laundry and pay to keep news free the best way to listen to the hafta and indeed all our podcasts is through the news laundry app you can download the app by clicking on the links given in the show notes so do download our app and get the best podcast experience and also pay for news and support a new news media ecosystem that news laundry is trying to encourage where we are accountable to you because we run on contributions that you make we don't take government ads we don't take corporations ads so that news serves the public because when the public pays the public is served subscribe to news laundry click on the link in the show notes below and proudly say i pay to keep news free